Welcome to episode five of the Pandemic Tapes. My name is Clint Holly, and I will be your host today. The Pandemic Tapes is brought to you in conjunction with Roots of American Music and the Ohio Arts Council. The Pandemic Tapes has been an exploration of how working musicians have been handling the coronavirus pandemic. We started in March when we talked to Charlie Mossbrook at the beginning of all the lockdowns and what his plans were, what he was going to do during the lockdown. And now here we are six months later, and we're going to profile today Kyle Kidd, a Cleveland artist, singer, writer, and a self-proclaimed activator of spaces. And I really like that term a lot, and we'll dig into that with Kyle during the interview. But as we wrap up the pandemic tapes, it's been interesting to see the evolution of artists thinking about what's going to happen and what their outlook is going to be for, say, the next year until we can get back to live performing. So with that in mind, let's let Kyle introduce himself and uh, we'll get down to the brass tacks of a lot of what Kyle is about and listen to some of Kyle's music uh, along the way. So please enjoy this episode of The Pandemic Tapes. Uh, So I'm Kyle Kidd. Um, I am a vocalist, um, a um, a writer, um, a placemaker, I guess you would say. I, um, I, I try and use my art to activate spaces um, for young um, and uh, young artists like myself or, you know, who are younger than me to activate those spaces so that they are uh, free to create. Um, I'm a teaching artist. Uh, I am a teaching artist with Rome, Roots of American Music. I've done it for about two years now. Um, I'm excited to go into this next year um, <clears throat> and see how um, how things turn out because we're going to have to do things a little different. Um, so I'm excited about that. And uh, I currently am in uh, a band uh, out of Cleveland uh, by the name of Morning a Black Star. Um, and I also have my solo division, Kyle Kid Music, that I am also doing um, where I've had the great opportunity to travel and do some things in my solo division, uh, whether it be uh, within the states, Richmond, Virginia, Portland, uh, Oregon, uh, all the way to Paris, France. I just got back in uh, from recording a film out there. So. Oh, wow. So you've um, been doing some traveling then during the pandemic. No, I, 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 I right before the pandemic, oh, I returned. So okay. I, I was literally coming back. And I was headed to London because I was going to be doing an opera there in London and then going back to Paris. But because of the pandemic, all of that got put to a a stop very quickly. (laughs) Wow. I'm sorry to hear that. Now, Morning a Black Star, you guys also had some pretty big plans for that band at the beginning of this year, too. Hadn't you had some new recordings or an album that you were had released or were getting ready to release? Yes. So we were uh, we were about to. go to South by well, we we were thinking about going to South by Southwest, but we got some great opportunities to tour with some bands and with the pandemic and everything happening, it just didn't, you know, it didn't seem like it was the smartest idea for us to be taking, taking ourselves, you know, to do, um, to do South by Southwest just because of, you know, how the festival is set up and things like that. And then soon after that, um, two big tours, we were going to be touring with uh, Oshun, who is a um, a powerhouse uh, duo, uh, women, black women out of uh, D.C. And then we were going to, once we came back from touring with them, we were going to be touring with U.S. girls uh, that are out of Toronto. Um, 
So those are two really, really big uh, things that we were looking for forward to doing that kind of also got interrupted by uh, the pandemic as well. Now, has any of that been rescheduled or is that all in still in limbo for you? So it's so funny because, uh, you know, everybody was like, oh, this will be a few months and by the summer, you know, things will be back to normal. Well, so everything that we did have planned, had, it was rescheduled. Um, and then they had to reschedule, well, postpone it. There are no new dates because uh, we were thinking that September was when we were going to come back, you know, right. um, and try again. And so that is not something that I feel like anybody is comfortable doing. Um, and so like the U.S. Girls Tour was going to take us into Canada to do some touring in Canada as well. Right. And in the midst of that, I was going to be traveling back and forth between London and Paris and things like that. So in Berlin. So it was just like, you know, all of these things, you know, are all over the place me all over the place and just for safety reasons you know we kind of were saying like all right let's stop you know trying to like reschedule these things and like really wait it out and see what these things are right uh you know gonna pan out i guess now did you guys go ahead and release the album did you record that here in cleveland yes we recorded the album here in cleveland that was uh we recorded that before uh so we recorded it in 2019 right uh in our old um rehearsal space that we rehearsed in for about three years um so and then the album came out may 15th of this year um and so it's been doing very very well since uh since it's come out you know taking it taking into consideration the limitations of you know putting out an album like you put out an album and you're expected you expect yourself to be able to tour it and so that was the plan so it's been just a little different having to uh, put music out and find different ways to do something, you know, like right, do right. something to support it. Um, and with us being such a large collabor- uh, colla- uh, collective, I'm sorry, um, it hasn't been like the easiest to like get us all in one space. Right. So um, like working our way back into that to say like, oh, we feel comfortable being in the same space and everybody feels safe and comfortable and, you know, right. finding our boundaries things like that. So. Right, totally understandable. Because how many people are in the group? And, and tell tell me a little bit about, I've seen you guys play, but for our listeners, tell us about Morning of Black Stars, uh, what they're about. And like you said, it, you mentioned it's a collective of people. What's the goal of Morning of Black Star to, uh, you know, musically and uh, socially? So Morning Black Star is so funny because um, we just kind of see ourselves as just you know, a collective of uh, individual artists who kind of like ended up in the same room, um, you know, th- which, which you know, I feel was, you know, a divine made thing, but also an accident. Um, and so just a little bit of backstory of how well, Morning of Black Star was, you know, was formed in 2015 without me being a part of the project. It was uh, Ari Washington, Latoya Kent, and James Long. And I was planning on moving to LA um, at the time and they needed a background singer to come in and just kind of do some background vocals for their first few shows that they were going to do. And I was like, well, I might as well do this work, you know, this one-off work until I move. And it was after the first rehearsal. um, It was the first show that we did. Ari Washington showed up to the venue where we were going to perform and he handed me a microphone and said, you're in Morning a Black Star. And it was kind of like, you know, 
it was kind of this moment of like, I didn't agree to this. Like, how are you telling me, you know, what I'm going to do? And here we are five years later and <laughs> I'm in the band. Hi, I'm Emma. And I'm Joe. And, and we're, we're the, the Professional, professional book, book Nerds. Nerds. Two Mondays a month, we interview authors and talk about their upcoming books, what drives them, and their go-to order at the cafe. On Thursdays, we share recommendations and dive into topics readers face, like how do I actually read the books on my to-be-read list? You can find the Professional Book Nerds podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Want to learn more about us? Our website is professionalbooknerds.com, and you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at ProBookNerds. We hope you'll come and listen, and as always, happy happy reading. reading! Not only is Kyle a member of Morning of Black Star, but is also a teaching artist for Roots of American Music. One of the big programs that Rome puts on every year is called Stop the Hate. It's presented by Rome and the Maltz Museum of Jewish Heritage, and is devoted to teaching children in schools about acceptance and anti-bullying through songwriting. Teaching artists go into a classroom and sit down with the students, and they write a song, and the song is based around the idea of acceptance. So this year, things were a little unknown as to what's going to happen. So let's check in with Kyle and see what he knows about what's going on with Stop the Hate. So talking about Stop the Hate this year, have you heard it all? Um, are, there, are we going digital with that this year? How are, How's that going to be implemented? Have you been uh, in the loop on any of that yet? You know what? Um, I just spoke with Jason uh, probably a day or two ago. And he did give me, you know, an overview of what, you know, what to kind of expect, but not really, you know, it, it'll be, I feel like it's going to be a forever, you know, growing thing right. for us. Um, but I, from my understanding, it will be virtual. So it's going to be very interesting on, you know, and in, in the sense of like how to create these connections, because, you know, the way that I, I um, conduct my sessions with the, with the young people is kind of like allowing them to sit in the, in the, in the, in the seat of teaching me, right. you know, as opposed to coming in as an expert, like I'm not the expert. I'm just here to like kind of pull things out of you and help you place them on the table to like, you know, be like, okay, this goes here and this goes here. Um, so the dynamic of like allowing them the space to tell me what it is that they want to say and what they need, it's just going to be a little different. And so I'm trying to put myself in the mindset of, like I said before, of like, this is a change that needs to happen. Right. How can I put it where I can still uplift them? And it's about relationship. You know, you, you have these hard conversations um, walking in there, establishing a relationship or a tone um, for a relationship that could possibly grow and blossom. Um, and we don't have that hands-on um, opportunity this year. So it, it's just going to call for, I feel, um, the, uh, all of us teaching artists to be creative. And, you know, Ro- Rome has a very robust and a very talented uh, group of ta- uh, teaching artists right. where I think it'll be a it will be a great success either way, but it's just, just going to call for us to be a little bit more creative. It's a different space for you to activate. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Now, talking about the digital online thing, have you personally or the band at all? You said, you know, it's hard because you're a collective to get 
that many people in a space and feel comfortable about it and stuff like that. Have you guys done any collaboration virtually online or have you personally collaborated with anybody online? Have you done any streaming work, anything like that, just as a, a way to kind of ease into this kind of new normal that we're talking about? Well, I've done, um, I've done a few uh, virtual concerts myself in my solo division. Mm-hmm. Um, one for a virtual uh, show, Clee, um, another one for the Jail Coalition uh, fundraiser. Um, and then I've done some other like one-off things with friends, um, you know, just like us doing concerts and like sending it to friends like, hey, this is some new stuff that we're working on. Um, but currently, Morning a Black Star, we, you know, we kind of, we got into, uh, finally got into a new rehearsal space. Mm-hmm. And so where we can actually social distance and be away from one another. And we, um, we are in the process of recording a uh, five series um, Morning a Black Star residency virtual experience. So um, that will release somewhere um, in the next few months. I can't give an actual date because we're still working out logistics of that, but that is something that we're doing. Um, And it is going to have all these different angles. So it'll be point of view angles and just talking about the process of the, of the band and, you know, us finding our way through this new normal and also, you know, showing what we, you know, coming from a place that we're always coming from of talking about um, not necessarily directly talking about, but like, you know, touching on the fact of like, you know, history repeating itself and how it's showing up in the, in the world uh, today right. and how we, can, you know, how we can move through this um, and speaking to this, re- this renaissance, because this is what this is. This is a, a, a new era dawning and we're just, you know, we're trying to figure out what's essential in this new era and right. how do we exist and show up as leaders uh, in this new era Right. Um, because this is a time where people need to be led and they're looking to say, where do we go? What do we do? What are we listening to? What's hot? What's not, you know? Right. Um, Absolutely. So this is a, this is a space that, you know, morning of black star, we're not, we're not standing in front saying like, we're the people to lead, you know, this revolution or this new whatever, but like just offering some, um, some pieces to say like, here's some, some, some music and some art that can inspire you and hopefully inspire you or speak to, something that you may not have been able to voice yourself as an individual or as an artist. Right. Absolutely. Now tying into that thought, like I know a big part of what you guys do is, was your live performances. And so with venues closed, what, what do you see like this long-term impact on, on venues, uh, local and nationally, like, where do you think this this is gonna take us? I mean, if if someplace like the Beachland Ballroom or the Grog Shop or something like that in Cleveland closed down, that leaves a huge uh, gap. So what yeah. uh, what do you see kind of happening with all of this in in the near future and maybe the longer term? I personally think that it is going to get back to uh, or create this culture of really investing into the artists and the work of artists um, in a very interpersonal way. Because before we can get back to those larger, like 200 to 2,000 person venues, mm-hmm. it's going to have to start off speakeasy style. You right. know, where people are to a basement and they're discovering this new artist or this artist that they've never heard in a different way where there can be interpersonal connections and conversations. And so I'm looking at it that way because I feel like that is what we need again. We need those moments of where 
we can get in spaces and really dive deep into the messages and the, the, the work and the craft that these artists are creating that they're being being inspired by the time that we're living in. You know, Nina Simone once said, don't quote me, uh, you know, word for word, but she once said, like, you know, it is an artist's duty to reflect the times. And I think a lot of artists are taking what they have, you know, whether it be a canvas that they had to make at home because they couldn't get to, you know, get by canvases because, right. you know, the lockdown or whatever, but they're creating these authentic pieces that probably never would have existed if we weren't called to be in the tough spaces we, we've been in and that we're in currently. Right. So it's about to be very interesting, and I'm very excited to see how it fleshes out, and I'm excited to be a part of it. Well, I, I, I really appreciate your enthusiasm because I've heard I've done several of these interviews and it's, you know, people's opinions have swung all, all across the, the spectrum as, you know, the old paradigm is, is gone. Uh, what am I going to do to like, but you show this excitement and enthusiasm for kind of the unknown and the unexpected, which I think is very refreshing. It's like, hey, this is the hand that we're dealt. Let's make the best of it and create the best art that we can and draw the inspiration that we can from these like turbulent times. I mean, not even the pandemic, but you know, some of these interviews I did even before the, you know, George Floyd protests started and that's having a huge impact on, I think art and yeah. what people have to say. Also, do you think that that's going to impact yeah. what you guys have to say also? Yes. Yes, for sure. Um, and, and just to speak to, to what you were saying, um, Clint, I, I feel like, you know, I personally being a, um, black artists living in the Midwest or the Rust Belt, if you would call it that, who also identifies as queer, you know, this is the, this is the reality of, you know, people who are marginalized, right. you know, changes all the time. And they, and, and, and a, a lot of um, stories that you may have heard before, you know, it's just like, oh, this marginalized group of people were affected or, you know, this, that, and the third. But now as a whole, we are all affected. Right. And so for someone like me and people who came before me who had some of the same identities, specifically people who are of color, you had to, you had to find the joy in the change and how you were going to show up to still survive. And so this is not something out of the norm for us. You know, I grew up in a family where my mother... Um, was always pushing me to, you know, not necessarily accept everything that came, but accept your position in it and right. how you can shift and grow. And so that's the way that I'm choosing to look at it. And, you know, that's not the way that everybody will look at it, but that has brought me some hope and some inspiration. And so I'm just trying to create create art that um, hopefully does the same for other people. Kyle is quite the creator of art, and the song that he submitted for the pandemic tapes is a great torchy ballad uh, called Situationship, and really the only person who can really describe what the song is about and the influence behind the song is Kyle himself. So let's check in with him and find out more about the song Situationship. So um, Situationship actually is about a relationship that I was in or speaking to a relationship that followed the last, I guess the last phases of a relationship that's dying. And so um, it's about someone I was involved in, with, but they had moved on and they were kind of in a new relationship, but we're still trying to hold on to, you know, basically the structures um, that we have placed for ourselves for our relationship, just the patterns of like calling and checking in with one another and, 
you know, just doing all the things that you do when you're in a relationship. And it, for me, it was about an epiphany, um, an epiphany of just realizing like, you know, I have to move on from this. This no longer serves me well. There's changes that need to happen. And you are still, you're occupying space with, you're trying to occupy space that is no longer for you anymore. This song is a song that Pete and I wrote probably about two or three months ago. And uh, it was right before I had a phone call from my ex. So this is what I had to say. Spoken, the lost 
Welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts. Let's wrap up just by talking about what's your view of, and I think you've already kind of alluded to a lot of this, for, say, the next six months to a year, what's your personal outlook? I'm taking it as it comes. Um, I am not, I'm not rushing anything. I'm not committing to anything that is going to have me bound to one space and one time. Um, Everything for me is going to be flowing. You know, that I'm just how it comes, how it goes. I'm just being fluid within it because I feel like um, being an artist specifically, I have to offer myself that grace of, taking things as they come and if they don't flesh out to be what I want them to be um I have to be okay with that and um just make space for me you know Uh, because that's how I feel like you you when you don't do that sometimes you set expectations and then it's even worse for you because you're like you feel let down and you feel like oh my goodness I wasn't able to fulfill what I was you know all of those feelings that we all normally feel right, just being right. human. So I'm just trying to be fluid and um, take things as they come. And, you know, hopefully uh, the best part about it, everything that we're doing right now is virtual. So if the world opens back up and I can, you know, go back to Berlin and go to London and do my operas and all that and still work and feed back into Northeast Ohio and my Cleveland community, that is like ideal for me. That's that is exactly what I want. So right. uh, I'm hoping it, it turns out that way. What a great positive interview with Kyle Kidd from Cleveland, Ohio. 
Thank you for tuning in to episode five of the Pandemic Tapes. This will be the final episode, and my name is Clint Holly. I've been your host. The Pandemic Tapes was presented in conjunction with Roots of American Music and the Ohio Arts Council. Something important to note is that Kyle Kidd and the band Morning A Black Star will be performing a live streaming fundraiser for Roots of American Music on October 24th. So please find Roots of American Music on Facebook or the Music Settlement or the Bop Stop will be streaming this event also. If you would like to donate to Roots of American Music, please find our website at www.rootsofamericanmusic.org. My name is Clint Holly. Once again, thanks for listening to all the pandemic tapes. I really appreciate it. And we'll see you next season with a whole new idea. Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotis, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, yeah. right? And, yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? <laughs> the Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and, and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Tripodis. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.